the living poop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We're going to talk about Lucha Underground, NXT, and Raw, and take some questions. But before I do that, I would like to welcome in my co-host and tag team partner, Marianne. Marianne, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. This week went by pretty fast, and I'm excited Agreed. about that. Agreed. Although, like, I was, I had a pretty hard time watching Raw on Monday. It was my brother's birthday, and there was a Warriors game on, and so I watch it. I try and watch it live. Yeah, and he was watching the Warriors game out in the garage, and so I had to go watch Raw. And this is where everybody's opinions of me slowly slip when they realize that I live with my parents. Uh, but uh, I had to go watch it at my grandparents' house, but my grandmother hadn't left the house yet, so she's watching Raw with me over my shoulder. Oh, while she's finishing dinner. It was the longest five minutes of my life, we, John. We, we'll talk about that because that actually happened to me as well. I have never felt more judged before. Uh, Otherwise, I've been fine, though. I didn't feel <laughs> I didn't feel judged. Uh, oh, my God. I really don't care. It was horrid. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monday Night Raw starts off with, uh, we get a little backstage segment. It was segment. in Detroit, too. We thought it was going to be in Chicago. Yeah, I thought it was. Chicago's coming up. It's not. It wasn't this week, obviously. We start off with fan quote unquote fan cam footage of Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of Dean Ambrose and sending him to the hospital. That was not a nice video. And then we are Vince McMahon is in the ring and he's going to present. He walks to he does his Vince thing. He does his Vince walk. He does. He looks like a girl going downstairs, like myself included. All girls do this when they have to go down a flight of stairs wearing really tall heels. Uh That's what we do with our arms. (laughs) Saying did did, did they change the beginning? Because I just noticed that AJ was in the beginning. Yes, they okay. changed it. Okay. AJ's in. I was well, like, oh I my think, god! I think he might have been in it like two weeks ago. And I just didn't pay attention. Yeah. Okay, cool. But it is newly changed. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> the Vincent J. McMahon Legacy of Excellence Award, we go through a whole spiel, and he says he's uh, giving it to Stephanie. And Stephanie comes down, she starts doing this whole big speech about, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then some familiar music, a.k.a. one of the best wrestling theme songs of all time i was so happy you were watching that live i knew i had to watch it live or i would have gotten spoiled i seriously though but my brother actually watched that part with me Mm -hmm. and he made a really good comment about stephanie where he was like it was it was a it was a good thing it wasn't like a criticism he said like her ability to clearly be acting as part of her acting is really good so like she's out there acting but she's clearly acting yes. within her act and i'm like holy shit acting inception <laughs> like jbl does a bit on commentary where he, and Corey graves does it too to where they're talking you can tell they're acting and then you don't even you can tell they don't even believe what they're saying right yeah but he watched that whole thing and i went oh my god when that happened so that was exciting <laughs> so here comes the money <laughs> Here comes the money. How happy were you? I was pretty happy. I I I got very excited. Uh, Shane McMahon, who hasn't been on TV in, I want to say, seven years, maybe longer. I think longer, she did say that, six or seven years. He comes out wearing, like, kind of a... He's wearing a suit with um, dunks. 
It was it was the best thing ever. <laughs> that was one of our that was one of our questions that somebody asked us on Twitter too. Yeah, which I will shortly address later. He but he it's fucking great. <laughs> he did the Shane shuffle. He came down to the ring, and it was so funny because I, as you said, I watched this live. I watched it at work. It was um, good. And I had <laughs> I had three of my coworkers over my shoulder watching. Oh my god! And they didn't get it. No, everyone, they all know. Uh, okay, yeah. They all know who 80, Shane is. and My 85-year-old grandmother, though. Yeah. <laughs> they all know who Stephanie is, and they they kind of left after a little while. Yeah, so Shane comes down and basically says, you had to give her an award. This is ridiculous. And we find out that Shane has some sort of information that he's almost kind of blackmailing Vince with. But not really. I'm so the Shane McMahon of my family. Nicole was there with me when I watched it, our friend Nicole. And Uh she was like, oh, my God. How many people were at your... Oh, no. It was Nicole and Sam and Ian, my two brothers. But she was like, dude, you... Your family dynamic is totally the McMahons right now. I'm like the embarrassing, fun one that people like. And then my brothers like Stephanie. <laughs> I sure hope they don't listen to this. He doesn't care. Cool. Yeah. So The people's McMahon. <laughs> so Shane basically says, I want control of Raw. And Vince says, okay, fine, but you have to fight. You have to fight in one more match. And Shane goes, all right, fine. No sells basically the entire thing. (laughs) Vince tells him, you're going to wrestle at WrestleMania. You're going to wrestle The Undertaker. Oh, and by the way, it's going to be in a hell in a cell. Yeah, and Shane just is like, okay. Like, (laughs) doesn't really sell the fact that he's going up against someone with the best, one of the best records in WrestleMania. He knew knew that's what Vince would have wanted, though. I mean, Basically. I guess. Oh, if you if you look at it from out, that yeah. thing, yeah. But do you think that segment was a bit long, though? No, you don't. Absolutely okay. not. Because I've been seeing. I, I mean, I didn't mind it because <laughs> it it kind of cleared a lot of things up. A lot of people were saying that it went a little bit long. No. So didn't. What I did like about the whole thing, though, is that it was super believable. Yes. Like the believability of it, like toying yeah. with real life events going on within the company while sim- simultaneously like continuing the plot. Yeah. Super smart move. Yes, mentioning. While Stephanie and Triple H have been under control about the massive injuries, the stocks going down. I thought, yeah, I really, really liked it. I think this was was, brilliant. And this also, we, I think we'd mentioned this last week or the week before that it was reported that The Undertaker did have a WrestleMania opponent, but he wasn't on the main roster. Yeah. And did you, did you see it coming at all? Oh, absolutely not. No. No. There was one person that I follow on Twitter that actually called it. I was quite impressed. Good for them. Yes, good for them. (laughs) So there's one of our main events at WrestleMania, Shane versus Undertaker with the only... Oh, and the other thing is Shane has like apparently like a lockbox that has all this information in it that he's holding over Vince's head. Nobody... I I almost wonder if that were going to get what that is that shit better have a skeleton key i i'm gonna go with the theory that it actually is a map to the real vince mcmahon's remains because he because <laughs> he exploded in that limo a couple like almost seven eight nine years ago so i feel like this is not the real vince mcmahon because his ears looked so fake I, did I you mean, see the pictures <laughs> no so that's my that's my guess. 
And I guess we'll get back to that a little later. How do you think later. that's going to go, though? Do you have any, like, wild, like... All right, I guess we'll get to it now, then. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. Mm, um, je suis so, I feel like the, it'd be so weird for The Undertaker just to lose to Shane. So, I guess it could go a couple of different ways. Shane could have somebody fight for him, but it Dude. looks like he's training... To fight, I almost like the novelty of him fighting, yeah. I guess. You still got it. I mean, how do they know that? He hasn't wrestled in like nine years. Well, they liked him so much that they were like, you still that got was the it. That was the other good thing is that crowd went fucking, fucking insane. insane. And that was why the segment went so long is because they were just cheering for him for like a minute it and a It was like half. The Rock. It was great, yeah. He, he was so over. <laughs> The two biggest baby faces in the company are Triple H and Shane McMahon. <laughs> what a world we live in. <laughs> Somebody tweeted uh, if you could if you tried to put in Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker in WWE 2K16 it wouldn't compute. <laughs> oh yeah, um it was it was really funny watching all the people in Europe wake up to because I can't remember. I think they would wake up at about uh, midnight our time, and it's like, wait, what the fuck happened on Raw? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, what's going on? Or a lot of the ones I know, like, they stay up. Yeah. Dedication. So, <sighs> uh, yeah, that, that WrestleMania thing could go a lot of different ways. It could almost be that The Undertaker beats Shane. Shane is like, I had no chance. So I went to the board with all the information I had. I mean, you can still have it, but they all know and they want you out. So he gets control anyway. I like that. I mean, that could be a thing. I, I honestly don't know. I have my scheming face on. And I feel like either way, a brand split is a coming. Which is good. I feel it's good. Apparently, people don't think it's good, but I disagree. When John thinks something's good, it's good, okay? <laughs> That's how I learn things. Oh, there's that drive. I was looking for this. Oh. Well. And I found it. Wrestling. So, there we go. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Neville and the Lucha Dragons versus the New Day. Uh, the only note I have on this is the New Day wins. The only note I have is Xavier Woods wrestles, you guys. Yeah, he and does. It, it took me like a solid minute before I even realized that he was wrestling. And then I went, what is going on? But um, other than that, I don't have a note. <laughs> I, bought, I bought my New Day shirt today. Ooh, did you really? Uh-huh. And I bought a Balor Club shirt, too. And that's like, yes. <laughs> Just in preparation for the rest of the club to get here. Oh, man. Uh, Roman Reigns reading off cue cards. Roman Reigns and Boynes. And Boynes lives. Okay. Roman was... Reigns reading off cue cards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, clearly just reading off cue cards. Horrible. Not, a, not as bad as some other people have, though. But it's still pretty oh, bad. Yeah. He's a lot better in front of a live audience. I don't want him in doing backstage interviews anymore. Yeah. It was real, real bad. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out. But he's still friends with Dean. Yeah, that's the all that important part apparently matters. To me. Okay. To you. Paul Heyman is what matters. Paul Heyman comes out with Brock. And <laughs> Brock's, Brock is salty because of the use of the chair in the triple threat match because it was a outstanding grapple match before that and he didn't like the use of the chair because the use of the chair caused him to lose the match basically and he blames Dean Ambrose and that's why he beat him up and then he says well Brock doesn't have an opponent for Mania now and he's sad 
But so, I just put rage, Paul, rage. Yeah. Just the whole thing where he's screaming about like being on scooters and dirt bikes, and then he just throws the <laughs> mic on the ground. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was brilliant. Like. So in typical WWE fashion, fashion yep. when someone gets injured and is taken away at the beginning of the show, clearly they come back. come back by stealing the vehicle that they were driven away in. And drive it into the arena. Yeah. So Ambrose comes back. I sat like on the edge of my seat the entire time, like going, okay, either Ambrose music or a siren's going to hit. Ambrose music, siren, it was the least surprising thing ever. So <laughs> Ambrose comes back, tries to fight Brock again. Brock beats the shit out of him. Brock is so amused by this whole thing. Though. And then my favorite part is Brock steps on Dean Ambrose's head. That was literally. so great. That was so great. Brock, I want you to step no, on my head. No, but you have to go, go Brock, and just scream it like he did. <laughs> so he steps over his head, which is just like, I was like, holy shit. And they walk away, and then Dean has a mic near him, and he's like, Brock. <laughs> Thank you. And he yes. says, I want you in a street fight of mania. And then I think he actually goes back and beats him up again, and then says, yeah, okay, you have your match. So Yeah, he F5s him. We have a three matches for Mania so Dude. far. <laughs> I did you notice though that like obviously because Paul Heyman's the only one that ever speaks for Brock, but Brock is like while being frustrated, he's kind of amused with the like yes. the immune powers of Ambrose. But then I pictured I was like, what does what does Brock sound like chuckling? And I was like, I bet he has one of those weirdo wheezy chuckles. No, I don't. Like, um, <laughs> like one of those. That's weird. <laughs> he was smiling like a happy baby. <laughs> and then I spent like seriously way too long Googling pictures of baby Brock Lesnar because it baffles me that he was a baby once. I, yeah, right. You just you feel like lightning struck somewhere and he was just there. <laughs> I was just like, oh, little baby broccoli Lesnar. Or he came out of a volcano. <laughs> He's just a full-grown person. I just imagine his like chuckle will be wheezy and rusty because he never laughs kind oh, of thing. <laughs> so we had the Ascension returning to TV, I guess, versus the Usos. And the Dudley boys were on the ramp. The Usos won. That's really all I got about that. Jericho comes out. Just uh, stop me if you have any notes. Oh, okay. So I have noticed this a while ago, but then I re-remembered it again today because the Dudleys did a lot of talking during that thing. Um, if you close your eyes and listen to Bubba Ray Dudley talk, he sounds like Paul Heyman. So, like, they sound so similar. I was like, dude, if he called Brock Lesnar, would Brock, like, show up like a dog? Like, would it fool him? Would it work? I don't... Th I It could maybe <laughs> If he called for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> if he called for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> All those ECW guys, they sound exactly the same. Oh, so much like Paul Heyman. Chris Jericho comes out, says he wants to be BFFs with best friends forever with that AJ tweet, Styles. Hmm? That tweet, though. I don't know they, what you're they, they, about. Somebody, somebody took a picture from the movie Step Brothers, oh, the scene where it says, did we just become best friends? And they yes. photoshopped Jericho and AJ's head on it. Yes. And they both were like, I think... do you want to do karate in the garage? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They come out. Jericho's like, "Hey, you did, you did good, kid, or something." I don't know. They shake hands. Uh, social outcasts come and interrupt, and they're like, "This is fucking stupid." Nobody gonna, believes you. We're gonna beat the shit out of Y two AJ, and it's Heath Slater and Curtis Axel versus Bo Dallas, though, dude. Y two AJ. What did he say? He was like. 
Oh. And always stop at stop signs and all these things. And fucking Heath Slater was like, I was being sarcastic. And he goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> so ridiculous. He's like a weirdo alien masquerading as a human being that he, doesn't quite get it yet. He's basically the, he's the Mabel of this group from Gravity Falls. He's just full of kindness and just doesn't know so he wants to be mean but he can't dude i i can't look at heath slater now without just going ginger jackass and then i i just thought that was really (sighs) funny and they kept calling heath slater red dragon no don't ever fucking call him that ever no they're doing it because it sounds ridiculous red dragon is a tag team the uh, i know kyle o'reilly and And, bobby uh, fish Fish. stop calling them that or stop calling him that it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, because it's not like like written out as two words because the other one's one word. But whatever, True. people can't tell that. But AJ and Heath have the same sounding voice, and it is adorable. I was like, oh my god, this is so cute in my in my girly way. Also, does Curtis Axel have a giant pattern of a butterfly on the back of his trunks? I have no idea. I think it's a butterfly. It I just put be. butterfly butt axle on my notes. It could be. I, I honestly was not looking at it. <laughs> did you did you hear Byron though when somebody somebody did a, a jump the the diving forearm thing and he was like, It's a jumping diving forearm and I was like, Make up your mind, you piece <laughs> of shit. Like Oh Byron. Oh man. Jericho makes I believe Heath Slater tap out and that's how Y two AJ wins. Heath? I thought it was Curtis. One of them. I don't know. It doesn't fucking doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> so next comes my, and I was laughing hysterically at this. When Are you the, really? Yes. The Wyatts come out. I didn't even put notes on this. Okay. This is my favorite part of the entire show. And yes, it tops the Shane McMahon. Ooh, spooky Wyatts. By the way, here's our new sponsor, Snickers. In, what in the middle of the Wyatt's spooky entrance? They're like, "Yep, have a Snickers. You'll feel better about Snickers." <laughs> Rest, WrestleMania. Who said? <laughs> I don't know what they said, but it's so Ooh, fucking spooky. Wyatt's. That's so funny. That just means they're dead. R.I.P. The Wyatt's. Even just though, uh, so the match we got was the Wyatt family versus Ryback, Kane, and Big Show, a redo from the night before, which is. Basically, the outcome was what should have happened the night before, Before, so we didn't have to sit through this tire fire again. Yes. Ryback uh, ends up leaving Kane and Big Show, and the Wyatts Understandable. And Ryback says, the big guy needs to be on his own. The big guy's hungry. That's what he means. Yeah, so he's going to be in a Snickers. Why does he speak in third person? I don't know. I'm fine with it. (laughs) Fucking weird. God, that's so bad. (laughs) The big guy. Sasha Banks Wake up. versus Naomi. My note here, Naomi's pretty good, but I think we knew that. Yeah, we did. She's super athletic. I enjoy Naomi. I think she's... When a, she's not rear-viewing everyone. A good grappler. Well, she re- rear-viewed uh, Sasha Banks. Yeah, but when she does other stuff, too, and doesn't like... Yeah. Just the rear-view is the most impressive thing she does, which I no, know no, she no, can no, do no. better. No, she can do better. Uh, basically, after the match, Becky comes out to help... And Charlotte comes out and says Becky versus Sasha will take place to decide who faces her at WrestleMania. Side note, happy birthday, Ric Flair. Yeah, it's a lot of people's birthdays. It was Corey Gray's birthday yesterday, yesterday being the 24th, today yes. being the 25th. And when you're listening to this, it'll be the 26th. Sixth. How old is Ric Flair? Was it 67? Something, Something like, like that. that. I don't know. 
Yay. Main event time. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Sheamus. Guess what I didn't do? You, Watch this match. I just put having them fight, having him fight Sheamus was a fucking terrible backfire of an idea. So I only watched the epic Triple H beach beatdown where he just beat the shit out of Roman Reigns that's and what, the entire crowd was like, yes, this is amazing. And that's not what they wanted to hear, obviously. No. John texted me and went, holy shit. <laughs> like, and, Seamus and, leads to disappointment, which leads to wasted life minutes. <laughs> yes. So he's like, Seamus is the true embodiment of a traditional Irish British dinner, like bland as shit. Like, just, oh, oh my God. Seamus. There's only so much that Tactical Gear can do also, that blood pack thing. Jesus Are we going to even know? So, that was just basically Raw ends with (sighs) Roman Reigns being a bloody mess and everyone cheering Triple H. (laughs) And everyone's confused. So, I... I had texted you, holy shit, he fucking busted him open. He's bleeding everywhere. This is crazy. Turns out a video turned up from somebody's God cell phone. God bless that fan. <laughs> and they show Byron handing Roman Reigns a blood packet. And he him, has like, so many clearly, fucking pockets. I don't understand how you don't put it in one of those pockets. He has so many. I bet you they're not functional pockets. That's, that's a habit. So but that was very odd. And that looks aren't everything Roman G's. That was raw. And now we move on to NXT. I liked the NXT this week. I thought it started out strong, but then it yes, ended. Yes, agreed. Very terribly, I thought. Oh, yes. Agreed. Uh, so <laughs> we get American Alpha versus Blake and Murphy. And actually, this is my. I have one Corey Gray. I have a Corey Gray's Code of the Week, and it comes from this match. Does it really? Okay. Yes. Um, and he's talking about Chad Gable. Who and Quackenbush he, loves. Yes. <laughs> he says, the only guy who could walk into McDonald's, order a Whopper, and get it. What is this supposed to mean? Just means he's that confident. <laughs> he's just that confident okay, that that's he, a could thing go, now, yeah? <laughs> he can go into a McDonald's, order a Burger King Whopper, and get it. Yeah, it was at the part where he's just sitting there like chilling holding yeah. him right that was so funny it was, was really fu- great. it was a fun match i have jordan was barely in that match though i felt like he was barely in it jordan was the hot tag guy yeah. which is i think is fine yeah because he screams a lot <laughs> yes he does imagine not being impressed with chad gable holy hell he's so good no like anyone like like quackenbush had so many amazing things to say about him yeah, he's just—he's got it. He's seriously got it. He, they're so—they're so like amazingly '90s. Just the two of them. The style <laughs> yeah. of them is so gloriously '90s. Well, they're still wearing that Steiner Brothers yeah. gear. Yeah, which I love. He has Jordan has such Brian Cage moments. Just Jordan, like, yeah, just get in the ring, go like Super Saiyan, and then like kill everyone, and then you're like done. It's Brian Cage. <laughs> Yay, clap, 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 clap. Well, we will talk about Brian Cage a little later. Oh, we will, yes. Uh, William Regal says that Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe will take place again in a two out of three falls match to determine the number one contender. And he also says paperwork's done. Uh, Our newest superstar will debut next week. Being? Austin Aries. Yes. Because they already got fucking shirts. Yes. <laughs> already have the shirts. That's Dude. the only thing that's weird about them taping. Yeah. Well, they had, they had 
previously said, oh, it's your birthday today, Corey. And I was like, they didn't record that today. That's no, so funny no, no, that yeah. they knew they were going to release that. And he was like, happy birthday. To- Fuck you, Corey. God, I was so mad at you in that episode. <laughs> but the next match was super good. Apollo Crews versus Biff Bu- Chris Gerard. That's, ex- that's literally <laughs> what I wrote, you guys. I put Apollo Crews versus Biff Busick, uh, and then I changed it to Gerard afterwards, but I don't care because it's Biff Busick. <laughs> Christopher Gerard making his debut. Fuck those uppercuts. The, the running uppercut was insane. This match was fun. Did you I see his tweet? I, can't, I feel like I saw it. But he was I like, I do the best said. uppercuts ever. Why are you guys acting surprised, basically? <laughs> Damn, Biff Busick. Corey is a Biff Busick fan. That yes. is all that matters. And he also said, my name's still Biff biff on i can't remember what he said my name's still biff on twitter calm down everyone oh my god that's so funny so i love how Corey graves i didn't put it like the exact quote but he referred to him as Gollum from the lord of the rings yes <laughs> that was really fucking great uh apollo cruz wins with a woo-hoo. sit out power bomb did you hear that the woohoo he was like woohoo oh, and when then he, he did like, the move yeah. yes yes oh and cory gray's one of my cory gray's quotes was if you want to get kicked in the head by apollo cruz here's the place to do it yeah tomaso champa versus bull dempsey and three quarters of a pound i love that when they say his weight oh yes <laughs> here's another Co- cory gray's quote because he loves bullfit uh sometimes when you're jacked it's just hard to take your shirt off <laughs> Tom, he was like, I need you to get get you on a bullfit thing. The last time I saw legs like that, they were hanging out of a nest. Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't know who he was talking about, though. He was talking about Tom. Oh, okay. That makes or sense. Or nuclear reactors don't have cores that strong. <laughs> uh, Chiampa wins via submission, Chiampa. which was very exciting. And, well, I mean, Bull Dempsey's not with the company anymore. Yeah. So Where'd all that positivity come from, though, Corey? Where the what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it where it comes from, but that was weird. It's fine. Bull Dempsey. And then we had the the main event, which I'm sorry, I tried really hard to watch this match. I couldn't, and I just stopped watching Although, it. Nia Jax and Eva Marie versus Carmella and Bailey. I just could not watch it. Eva uh, Marie should not be on television. She's terrible. She's seriously. Her entrance video is literally her doing anything but wrestling. Her just, entire match was anything but. Re- she couldn't even like. She's not good. Oh my god. She's not good. My, I think my favorite Corey more. Graves quote though was when Tom was talking. He goes, "Shut up, Tom!" Like he just oh, cuts yes. him off. And I was like, "Okay." Even they're talking about Eva Marie. Your tone of voice was so funny just now. And even you could tell he didn't even believe what he was saying again. That's another example of that. It was so funny. God bless you, Corey Graves. Now we move on to probably the, at least this week, and, you know, the last couple of weeks have been the best hour of television. Can we go back to how funny it would have been if that match ended after the very first pin? Which match? The the, the Ava Marie one. Where it, like I right away and Bailey the... like pinned her and I was oh. like, it would have been fucking hilarious that if it ended like great. right there. It would have been so funny. I would have been yeah. That would've <laughs> I, would've, been I would have died. It would have been so great. So the probably the best hour of wrestling this week. For sure. Lucha Underground, time and time again proving that it is can fit so much into an hour. We start with a fun Vampiro backstory where it's Vampiro talking and he basically tells us that he's taken over i can't remember vampiro's real name that's fine though i kind of just like calling vampiro, him vampiro with a pope hat and he basically <laughs> says he's trying to take control over the body and he did that by recruiting pentagon and then releasing him to fight and it was fun i enjoyed it my brother watched it with me ian the one that's uh-huh. yeah 
and Ian asked me before I left, he was like, are you recording live? I want to listen. And I was like, well, what the heck, Ian? I was like, if you had watched all of Lucha Underground with me, I would have been like, what did you think? And he said he actually really liked it. Yeah. He said that he really enjoyed it because the quality of it, the way it was filmed was way better. And then yeah. he could tell that it wasn't live. So therefore it wasn't as tacky because people didn't have to overdo it. Right. right and right. he, I was like, the one thing though that was pretty hard is like Katrina the in between things Katrina's really bad like, she's like super Katrina. she's super hard to watch and that's kind of where it like falters a little bit but like the, as far as the wrestling goes he was like yeah that was really fucking awesome and I'm like oh thank fucking god yes <laughs> but Ian's the only one that will give me a chance so <laughs> we have the opening match we have before the ring announcer can even Duh. finish her announcement here comes the Dragon Slayer, Jack Evans. The Dragon Slayer chance, though. Uh, <laughs> and he he gives himself an introduction, tells her that's how she should be doing her job. Nobody wants to be around amateur hour, is what he said. Yes. And PJ Black comes out, so we get a Jack Evans versus PJ Black match. Punk-ass Drago. <laughs> Punk-ass punk Drago came out in a fucking crazy maleficent demon hat. mask thing that was a maleficent hat <laughs> and he was had nunchucks with him that was fucking like insane. a crazy person it was fucking insane uh the match was was really good i enjoyed it uh jack evans ended up winning after drago kind of spit in pj black's face yeah. Dude, pj black had some great like the, his first like three or four well all of his moves are good but it's like right his first three or four moves were like fucking killer yeah I think like my favorite Vampiro Matt Striker moment was in that match though because I think Matt Striker made a really bad pun joke. Oh, he makes another one. He made on. a really bad one, and Vampiro was like, "I'm going to take away those notes." And it was like a you and me yeah. when we're doing a podcast, and I make a bad joke, and you're like, "I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave." Like it was it was so funny. So uh, <laughs> the outcome of this match, I'm really pumped for a PJ Black Drago match. Fuck yes, Drago, Drago. because that shit's gonna happen. Because yes. King Cuerno versus Shane Strickland. I mean, Killshot, just kidding. Yes, uh, another pretty good match here. God damn those kicks. <laughs> yeah, Killshot was... Sounded like a gun. Yes, <laughs> sound that sounded like a gun. I believe Vampiro said that. Cuerno wasn't defending the title again either, which was... Well, he's, he's not defending the title because of Katrina. Yeah, Katrina. Because he won it and said, I don't, won't go after your dude, so nobody can yeah. rule the throne. Basically, that reversal to that pile driver, though, that was so cool looking. This is another great match. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix saves kill shot at the end. Kill shot's so great. My brother really likes Cuerno. I was like, dude, you're not supposed to. I really like him, too. I think he's great. He was like, he did the bow and arrow thing. And that was awesome. My brother does archery. So oh. <laughs> won him over. <laughs> Tejano versus Chavo Guerrero and the crew. One super kick, the end. <laughs> so uh, it was a gauntlet match where Tejano had to defeat all three men. He defeated the crew, but he did not defeat Chavo Guerrero. In this match, Matt Stryker calls Chavo Guerrero Lieutenant Loco. Are you serious? Uh, which it, it made me laugh. And then go in shame, go, oh my God. Misfits in action, everybody. That's so terrible. There we, there we go. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero beats Tejano, and there you are. Uh, the Dario Cueto scene where he's describing his childhood with his brother. I, the way he speaks, 
he'll insert little Spanish snippets in there, but they're always words that are like every English speaking person knows El Diablo and just like slips it in there. And I'm like, don't you're saying that like you don't know the English version of that word. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I don't know. It just like it just irritated me for some reason. I love Dario Cueto. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Yes. I can't wait for him to return to take what is rightfully his. That was such a that was filmed so cool too. the way it like like moved back. Yes. That was very, very cool. But yeah. Then we had our main event of the evening. I didn't even no. keep notes on this. You know what? Before we had our main event of the evening, we had a small segment with Katrina and Pentagon Jr., where Pentagon, she's just walking past a ring she's backstage. She's fucking Nightcrawler all over the place in yes. that one. <laughs> and they have like a little fight scene, and Pentagon has her in the arm breaker thing. She's like, don't touch me. I'm like, you started it, bitch, is what I said. <laughs> And he does not break her arm. He should have. She basically says, fine, Pentagon, you can fight Prince Puma next week. But touching me will be the biggest mistake you've ever made. Something like that. Whatever. Then we have the main event. Johnny Mundo versus Cage. My man. Uh, This match was fucking great. Dude. That step up springboard corkscrew. Holy fucking shit. Holy. The one where he he had said that he hadn't done it, but he was going to do a movie he hadn't done before. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was fucking nuts. My brother like blinked and missed it. And I was like, oh, you idiot. It was so good. So then we have a debut. uh, Taya Valkyrie who was trained by Lance Storm. That's literally all the information I know. I believe she works for AAA in Mexico. She gives a pipe to Johnny Mundo, and holy shit, that pipe shot was ridiculous. I know it's not a real pipe, but it was... How much do you think it weighed, though? I don't know. It, it looked... My brother was like, that's like a foam pipe. I'm like, no, Ian. I think it was a, a little foam... bit heavier than that. I think that. it was a foam pipe. It would have broke. Definitely. It might have been made of rubber. That would even fucking hurt. That would hurt too. I don't know, but it looked fucking painful. Also, Cage is kind of made of rock. True. So. <laughs> so Johnny Mundo wins. I guess he's hanging out with this Taya person. Chick. And then we get another little backstage vignette, vignette here where King Cuerno says, you know what? I'm going to cash this in on your boy next week. Your boy. And Katrina's like, no, you're not going to do that. And he says, I don't care. I'd get my title shot. And she's like, well, you're fighting Phoenix next week for that title in a ladder match. So have fun. (laughs) And he's like, and that's basically (laughs) how that ends. Another great week of Lucha Underground. For sure. I got uh, that caught it. At my house on time. I looked it up that morning and I was able to watch it when it aired, which is super exciting. Yeah. We like were on the ball this week, John and I. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah. So Ring of Honor is gonna have a show tonight on pay per view. It's a it's in Vegas. I know two people that are going and I might be getting them on the show next week, one of them. Cool beans. Uh one or two of them, or both of them. I Dose don't know. of them. <laughs> Dose of them. <laughs> so yeah, check that out, uh ROH that was simple. It's got New, <laughs> New Japan guys and ROH. Did you see Kenny Omega call out the WWE? Like pick a fight with the entire WWE? No, I didn't see that. Oh my God. He straight up was like, he. it's like Kenny Omega straight up versus the WWE. <laughs> we'll post a, a note to it in the show notes. But it's like he says basically, 
the Young Bucks and I are ruling the internet right now. You would be stupid to not let us have a match against the New Day. Oh, right, I know right. I, it's understandable you don't want us to be like infiltrate on your grounds and stuff. I understand that. But it would be very good basically for business if you you did that because everyone wants it yeah you know and if i have to fight all of you i freaking will that kind of thing i was like dude oh kenny <laughs> oh kenny and your jerry curl he's great yeah it's so wonderful yeah his, 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 it's super great he has like this huge spiel like monologue that he does nice he's, like picking a fight man. i'll put it in the uh the yes. show notes questions from the facebook do we got other other stuff? Nope. Nope. nope just do just questions from the Facebook and we can do anything from there. So literally every question I have from Facebook it's is from, from Holland. Holland this week. Questions from Holland? Which are actually legitimate questions. This is questions. real life. I'll pick one of them here first. So Project H, which actually turned out to be the first NXT taping. It, the script was cut. Not the script. Like I think the first page of the script was leaked. And the first match was Xavier Woods versus Biggie Langston. So that came out. The same guy who released that, I think it was Rob Naylor, he also put out that watch list for indie wrestlers. And Holland's question, yeah. And I believe it had most of the people on there were signed with WWE currently. Christina Von, Von Erie. Yeah, Von Erie wasn't signed. I Who's feel great. I feel <laughs> like Here's the list, and it was Rob Naylor. He was asked by an assistant. Oh, Triple H's assistant asked me to make a list of who I'd sign. And his list, in order, from 1 to 20, goes El Generico. Yes. uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Adam Cole. Ricochet. Prince Devitt. Kenny Omega. Carl Anderson. Alex Shelley. uh, Christina Von Erie. Colt Cabana, Samurai de Soul, Uha Nation, Harlem, the Bravado Brothers, basically, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, ACH, Tyson Dux, and Jason Alexander. A lot of the people on there aren't signed. Six out of, oh, I guess six out of the 20 are signed. Most of them are signed with ROH or Lucha Underground. That was his list. And uh, the question was actually, do you really think WWE is pillaging indie talent or that it's just entirely overblown by the internet wrestling community? I'm going to say, why not both? (laughs) What do you mean? I'm going to say, yeah, they do tend to try and get the better talent to sign. But I also think whenever they do, it's blown out of proportion by the internet. It's I think it's selfish. On our part, because as, as indie uh, indie wrestlers, a lot of them, their goal is to make it to the WWE. Why would you not want them to fulfill what they want? Yeah. And I think that's kind of selfish. And while pillaging is a pretty scary word, what perspective would we be looking from? And while I mean, it is pretty selfish, like I wouldn't want Chuck Taylor to sign with the WWE because Chuck Taylor is my boy. It would You would want them to be successful. And I think that's that's super stupid and mean on the part of the wrestling community. But do you agree with that then? Do you think that we tend to overreact? Yeah, yeah, I do. And do you think they do it out of malice, pillage? Oh, do I think the WWE Not malice does it? Malice is too strong of a word, but do you think that they do it out of like... Spite yeah, for other companies? kind of, maybe? I, I don't really know if they're trying to... I mean, I don't think so. I mean, sometimes maybe they do, but I don't. I think for the most part, they, they don't. They're WWE, they're basically it's not like they've been doing it forever though right i'm it's kind of hard because there's really only them and everyone else is like 
two to three tiers lower than them. Yeah. So I guess it could maybe look like, oh, they're signing all these guys. We don't have any talent anymore. Have, have you seen Breaking Ground? I watched like two episodes. Did you, did you watch the first one or the ones that showed the um, the tryout process? Yeah. The way I see it basically is anybody that they sign that's an indie wrestler, they don't have to put necessarily through that training because they're not doing homegrown talent and those well, people already know how to do things. They just have to develop a character kind of thing. And that's uh, not really... I mean, that's somewhat true, but I mean... Well, as far as um, they ability want, is yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but they want them to work like the WWE style mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, I but think... But they're in, already steps ahead. Yeah, but they still need to... For the most part, I'm still kind of surprised AJ went straight to the main roster. Really? Yeah. He was... Everybody knows who he is, though. I, that doesn't really matter. I, just think? like... Just style-wise... Style-wise? Yeah. It just seems like they will sign people and they'll be like, oh, uh, that person has been a wrestler for 10 years, but they've never wrestled here, so we need to get them. Because um, it is different, yes. Yeah. Do I think they purposely sign people out of spite and to screw over other companies? No. I don't think they do. I really don't. I don't feel maybe like they would have like, a reason to. Maybe or... there's like one or cuz they're not in a war with anyone. Then yeah, it doesn't Why would they do that? They don't have to compete with anyone. Really. Really and truly they don't have to compete with anyone. Cuz there there's like the WWE's like the mainstream and Indies is like completely different. Yeah. I mean it's the same like art form but it's completely like separate. So you wouldn't really want to It would be very very not good on their part to kind of alienate something like that It'd yeah be bad on both sides definitely so. people are dumb anyways next question uh if no i want to save that question for last who would you have booked in the two to three main event matches for wrestlemania i did not know how to answer this question how would you have uh led into these matches from fast lane i don't know i feel i feel like maybe ambrose versus triple h would have been more interesting definitely um just because I think Ambrose is really popular right now and Reigns is kind of, people are kind of touch and go with him. And if you really want people to boo Triple H, you would have had Dean Ambrose there instead, yeah. which would have set up Brock versus Reigns. So you just switch the roles that you have. But they want to end that. They want Roman to be the guy, despite... Because looks are everything. Despite everything. So... Yeah. I don't know. I think I would have flipped those two matches and those would have been fine. Two to three main event matches. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to not book the Shane Undertaker match now just because I'm intrigued. So am I. So, I mean, if I really, really had to, if I'm fantasy booking, I would have, my third main event would have been Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Oh yeah. That would be so great. Not in a ladder match, not in a, just just a match between between the two of them. Just to thrill them both. For the Intercontinental Championship. What was it that you said to me after the Shane McMahon thing? You were like, watch, you get CM Punk to fight for him. And I was like, dude, would he uh, even? <laughs> so there were also... It would be hilarious. There were also rumors that Punk was coming back and he'll be back for Mania, which I really think is just a bunch of bullshit. As um, hilarious as that would be. It is funny, though. I don't think... CM Punk has said anything in the last couple of days. I I had asked John, do you think he would do that? And he was like, oh, yeah, he would fight Taker for sure. 
so. I, I feel like he would fight Undertaker only if that was the main event. The last time CM Punk tweeted was 15 days ago. <gasps> that's a long time. Oh, I think he also Twitter had days. surgery yeah, in he, between there. So I feel like if the main event, if they promised CM Punk the main event of WrestleMania, like that was the <laughs> last match, and he would beat the Undertaker, I think he would do it. But I still, at the same time, go he still wouldn't do that it would make no sense if this was even a possibility dana white would have blown up twitter by now and just went on a tirade i i don't know i still i still (laughs) feel like someone might step in for shane and fight on his behalf but it, it also doesn't make sense that the undertaker would be doing vince mcmahon's bidding it just is weird and the undertaker's supposed to be a good guy the thing we want is for Shane to win this match yeah. and quote-unquote change Raw and make it better. Mm-hmm. But he has to go through one, arguably one of the most popular good guys in the history of WWE, the one that everyone loves and respects, The Undertaker. So it makes no John sense. John rolls his eyes. I did <laughs> So... I mean, I I don't know. I just it seems very strange to me. Kind of off topic, kind of on topic. What's going to happen with Bray Wyatt? Because everyone had been like Bray Wyatt's going to do this and Bray Wyatt's going to do that, and I'm like Bray Wyatt isn't sitting on his ass right now. I don't know. I don't know what the Wyatt family is going to do. I wouldn't book them in. They wouldn't be in my three main events for sure. But I guess Luke Harper, we love you, Luke Harper. No, we do. But I mean, (laughs) just you. I would say that, yes, my three main events, I would swap Dean and Roman, and then I would have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Wouldn't you, if you had someone fight for him, wouldn't you have, like, and wanted to push Roman over, wouldn't you have Roman fight the Undertaker and have him do it and then win? Fucking shit. Wouldn't that put him over? No. You, you even if it, Even if he won for Shane? Yeah, I think so. I think I think he, <laughs> Roman honestly, you suck that bad yo. <laughs> Roman just needs to be a he needs to be a bad guy. Like that's really all that they're, it, they they need the to bads. do it. Be he needs bads. he needs to be a heel. It's just not working being a face and I mean so feed off that negative energy. The last question is if you had to introduce someone new into wrestling, oh God. how would you go about it? And I mean, that was the general question. I said, I think he was like, I would show them Lucha Underground. Yeah, he said, or, just change it to, is Lucha Underground a good way to introduce people like non-wrestling fans? I don't know. I said maybe because I had actually at the time had my brother who's not a wrestling fan watch it with me. And I had said, it's if you wanted them to gain more respect for the art form of it, yeah. definitely show Lucha Underground because the performance, like the performance quality and the way it's filmed is a lot better, which is what my brother said. I had talked to him right before I left to record this. Sometimes the the plot stuff and the in-between little vignettes and stuff are yeah. really kind of out there. And that's what really turned my brother off was that is you have to kind of get them used to the other thing first instead of having it be so outlandishly like fantasy, if that makes sense. But I, th- I he think thought the matches were great. I think you have to gauge the person you're mm-hmm. introducing the product to because uh, when Chikara was gone for a year, I got really obsessed with it and I would tell everybody about Chikara. This is true. The people I would tell we used to have, like, I would show them Chikara matches. We'd have nights and we would watch Chikara and everybody really liked liked it. It was just fun and, you know, it didn't take its... I mean, it was kind of serious, but it didn't take itself too seriously. 
and that led into, hey, I'm having people over for this New Japan event. Do you guys want to come watch something else that's like different? And they were like, yeah, sure. So some of I I invited some of my other friends who I felt would like it. Uh, my brother-in-law loves UFC, so I had him come over for it, and he, he liked it as well. And because it, it's just more hard-hitting, it's more strong style. How did you gauge me? Because John introduced me to wrestling via. Uh, Chikara. Well, at first I had started watching the WWE and stuff with him because we had done, John and I had done acting together. We had never yeah. done it in a show together, I don't think. No, we but, never um, acted in a show. He showed me Chikara and that's when I went, pew, like off the deep end. The very first match I ever saw. Okay, so we're we're back from, <laughs> we literally just argued for about four minutes, five minutes. I don't know where we left off. We have not reached a consensus either. We, so. have, we, have, <laughs> we, we argued about where Marianne came in on Chikara. I'm, I'm gonna stand firm in this belief. But for for the most part, one of the first matches I show people when I talk about Chikara is the funniest match I've ever seen. Which is that one? Which is Archibald Peck versus Chuck, Chuck Taylor, Taylor after Archibald Peck gets dumped by his girlfriend and doesn't want to wrestle. Oh, is it the hug one? It's the hug one. Yes. And the one with the painting. And that's I'm gonna drown you. Yes. That one. <laughs> can you plug that at the bottom, please? I'll see if I can find it. Oh my god. So uh, depending uh, on who who it is, I'll show them if the, if they're like, oh, wrestling's weird and dumb. I'm like, yeah, it's weird and dumb. Here's Chikara. Yeah, John basically had to strap me to a chair and make me watch WWE. Like you, I don't was, think that was Nicole and I. But I, when I watched Chikara, I remember specifically like the very first time he ever showed me a Tim Dance match. He said to me, "I swear to God, this is exactly what he said. If you don't like him, I will be very surprised." Is what he said to me. He was like, "He's fucking hilarious." And I watched it and I went, "I love this person." And then that's where it all the monster grew. Yep, she said it nope no i'm not blaming uh, that on you no, i'm you saying the love it. it grew so i love tim don's degrees <laughs> so i i think holland it just depends on how you gauge the person if if you don't have access to like chikaratopia or something like that chikara puts free matches up i usually just show people chikara because i like chikara i know that's a hit or miss one though definitely it is a hit or miss so thing for sure i think my brother would like chikara because he the way he describes how he thinks wrestling's ridiculous when it tries to be serious he thinks it should be all wrestling should be chikara oh but he's never seen chikara and i'm always like oh my god <laughs> please let me show you orbit adventure Ant. let me show you the, the zero gravity but also <laughs> Lu- Lucha Underground, I think, is also a fantastic because it feels more like a show. Yeah, and the They're production's both great. They're both impressive as far as like technique and moves. Yeah. and but. I mean, even that show's ridiculous. We have a time traveling guy who turns into a rocket ship and a dragon and an Shikara undead is pretty guy. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, they have time traveling swamp monsters and band leaders, band and... leaders, and. <sighs> So I don't know. Doctors I think, that were cubes. Yes. You, you just, <laughs> an, an ancient relic thing that controls people's minds. Colonies. So I feel like you just have to judge the per not, you know, you have to gauge the person that you're wanting to introduce it to. Yeah. So if you're bad at that, don't. <laughs> just send them to me. Send them to John. He's quite good at that. But yeah, I'd say Chikara or Lucha Underground. Yeah. It's, it's one or the other. I mean, for the most part, everyone has watched wrestling at some point in their life, and they've either mm-hmm. thought it was dumb or they liked it. Because there's a difference between WWE and then like regular indie wrestling. There's a huge difference. Yeah. 
there's like WWE is standardly tends to be very cliche cheesy. Yeah. In certain spots, hence the get it coming out of an ambulance after you've been admitted to the hospital kind of thing. <laughs> yes. But the Indies has a lot of really great stuff that's super impressive to offer. A lot of people I know don't even know about the hardcore stuff, which is some things oh. I introduce to people. And oh. that's, you can use that as well as fucking CZW. I just, speaking of CZW, I bought, I forgot I bought 17 and I... They gave the, the honor to uh, Drake Younger. Oh, they did? They gave a Hall of Fame CZW honor to Drake Younger. Was he there? Yep. He got, permission, he got permission to be there. That's cool. Which is super sick. <laughs> so I would not be surprised if maybe some CZW people show up in that global cruiserweight series oh, now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I need to, we need to watch those. Um, I feel like those are, those are, but those type of indie matches outside of the, those type of indie promotions outside of the WWE kind of cover the, the three different like bases as far as styles yeah. and things like that. Shakara is very family oriented and silly and over the top. Lucha Underground is like, I'd say it's a PG-13 version of Chikara. Chikara. Yeah, and it's like crazy and like with Boy Better, like obviously the styles. Yeah, yeah. HD film. And then CZW is for, are they really hurting each other? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes, they are. The still photo for 17 was a dude with uh, thumbtacks in the back of his head. And I said, well, I haven't watched this in a while. Apparently that does not hurt as much as you think it does. I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) Really? Oh, well. (laughs) Apparently they're the nicest dudes ever. Like all hardcore wrestlers are super freaking nice. I bet. Because they don't want to get killed by the other hardcore people. Tim. So (laughs) do we have any other questions? Um, we had that one silly question from Dominic on Twitter who was like, how do you wear sneakers like Shane McMahon? (laughs) I just put... Have a basic sense of style and confidence. Like yeah, the way you basically. carry yourself does a lot. Yes. Because I wear ridiculous bullshit. When and so if you know how to dress yourself and you just, what were you going to say, John? I said when he came out, yeah. I, th- I was like, this is, looks stupid. But then as I was like, never mind, it looks awesome. It never it looked, I, he came out and I went, oh my God. Because if you rock it, like you don't give a shit. Yeah. And you, you, it doesn't like, obviously you know how to dress yourself like the style works and stuff you're not like all like put on a bunch of different random things like but if you know how that works and you just carry it the way you carry yourself in confidence and stuff like that you can pull off so many things yeah just letting you know that i work in the fashion (laughs) stuff so that was a good question for me to answer (laughs) so there you go i think that's it for us um this week oh you're going to ap are you going to APW? i'm going to an apw show i was going to ask you if you were going because i know holland's going I, i can't go i work till like six and wouldn't make it on time. Whatever. Tommy End got injured, so I won't be able to see Tommy End. Uh, yeah. Very, I, he tweeted out, I'm just, I'm more upset than you guys are, obviously. Did you Did you see what he said to Trent, though? Yes, they had a nice little conversation. <laughs> he was like, love me. <laughs> yes. Uh, get well soon, Tommy End. You're great. And he, uh, JT Dunn's taking his spot as his debut. Yeah. And I did have a funny bicker conversation with uh, Trent and Chuck Taylor. I saw um, that. <laughs> it was brilliant. Dude, stop yelling at me, man. I binge watch a lot of things in the WWE Network. Oh, yeah. We, couple days. Uh, and we both just watched, uh, we watched the first episode of... Uh, Ride Along. Ride Along, and which I've, was fun. Yeah, it was It was really interesting. I've learned a lot of things. I watched, um, obviously, Ride Along and my favorite thing, Unfiltered. Unfiltered is freaking great. Renee is freaking great. 
and I it's weird saying that the Miz episode is the best, but it seriously is so fucking funny. <laughs> and then I watched the Culture Shock with Corey Graves, which the New York Comic Con one actually has an appearance, like just a random walk along appearance of Jervis Cottonbelly and Kimberly, which oh, is real yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. But that one's also great. And uh, him and Renee have this there's very professional like way of dealing with things. Like the way they interview people. You're right. Well, obviously, I mean, he has a marketing degree and then she does interviews for interviews and stuff. But yeah. the things that you learn are insane. Did you know that there was <laughs> in a match between the primetime players and the Wyatts, Eric Rowan body slammed fucking Darren Young so hard that he sharted? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm glad I know that now. He did, and Titus is always like, "You gonna wear your blue trunks?" And he was like, "No," because he can't get the stain out of them. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe that's why they're not a tag team anymore. Oh my god! It's oh, dude, Batista's fucking pissed still. Oh, about... at that whole Titus thing, he was like, "He's a great dude. He doesn't even need to be there. He's there because he oh, loves what yeah. he does, and I respect the hell out of him." And I told him to get like to leave. Because that's ridiculous. Yeah. Batista's mad, you guys. Blue Tista is blue pissed. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like just random weird things. Like I found out the origin of Prince Devitt's name. Oh, of Finn Balor? Yeah. Like yeah, Prince it's... Devitt. It's because they can't say Fergal. Yeah. And they were going to change it to King Devitt. And then they went, no, 24 is too young. So they changed it to Prince yeah. um, instead. And then he like... The, one of the most stressed out moments he's ever had is when he had to build a Star Destroyer out of Legos. He loves Legos. Yeah, he loves Legos, but he was like, man, it stressed him the fuck out, apparently. Jesus. <laughs> just the shit you learn is just so great. Like, I think, I love The Miz because his favorite actor is Jason Alexander. How great is that? That's funny. That's pretty brilliant. Just, just the things you learn are just amazing. I think the, the, I'll say this one because it means a lot to me. I I really was super like touched by it you'll probably really appreciate this but when darren young obviously he is gay Uh but when he came out renee had asked him how are you how was it how are you intercepted or like how did you um were you received after that happened and he said the first person that he was like i will never forget he was like the very first person to come up to me and approach me about it and he was like say what you will about cm punk he was the first person to come up to me in front of everyone, it was in the back, and he said, stand up. And he was like, give me a hug. I am so, so he, like, this is in quotes, I am so proud of you. If you have any issues with anyone, let me know, and I will take care of it. I am so proud of you. Punker. Punk. What the hell? And he was like, <laughs> I have so much respect for that guy, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> like, all, all the tears and shit. Just, like, But if you're not watching any of the shows in the WWE Network, you need to watch then the cultured with the uh, culture, culture shock. shock with Corey Graves. I'm just telling you now, there's one where he's in a onesie, like a, a My Little Pony onesie. Oh my God. You guys, <laughs> like, why are you not watching it? Like, what? <laughs> like, he's, he's added to my new list of cosplay things. I will draw a neck tattoo on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's great. Like, you find out really interesting things and it makes you just love the people that you're watching more. And I think that's great. Sweet. So, I mean, you may hate The Miz, but The Miz is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, and Dolph Ziggler is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're just great. So, check those out whenever you have a chance. I mean, obviously, they're always on. Yeah. So. I can't wait for They're the next They're on demand. They're on demand, man. WWE Network, only $9.99. Yeah, it's and on. And your first month is free. Basically. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it was just really great. I don't know. I just did that when I wasn't doing anything. And yeah. I just thought of really interesting things. It just makes me love it more. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have because I don't have any indie stuff other than the the Tommy N thing and the, the APW show and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'll try I, and keep people because I know we have a lot of listeners that are from the area. Yeah. I try and get people to go out to those things. I do know that there's a, um, a, uh, a PW Revolution show on Saturday if you guys can make it to that one. I don't think I can because I have work. But that one's also, I believe, in San Francisco. So if you can make it to that one, I had posted something in the Facebook group. If you guys are part of that, then yes. Okay. Cool. Are we good? I think we are good for this week. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, both Tornado Tag Radio. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sir Pingle. You can follow Marianne on Twitter. Lemon Drop Salt. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. Huge shout out to the Livewires. They do our music. You can go to twitter.com slash your underscore Livewires. Give them a follow on there. You can like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Livewires. And their album, What Fuzz, is available on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Spotify. Also, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. They're awesome. Please buy one. (laughs) (laughs) And just in general, head on over to notlg.com. That's where all of our podcasts are. That is the mothership. And that is about it for us this week. So there's only one thing left to do. Marianne, if you will. Ring the bell.